Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. We're going to be talking from Genesis chapter 37 through Genesis chapter 50. So if you are working and you can't get your Bible, I want you to know that I am not going to read scripture because I'm going to paraphrase the story um, just to get the main message to you. And you can find any of this. That's why I included it in the notes. I included it with, um, it's chapter 37 of Genesis through chapter 50. So good morning and God bless you. Heavenly Father, may your word be as powerful, more powerful than it ever was when we go over this story. For anyone who's heard this before, let it speak to their hearts, Lord. Let something stick out that maybe never has, because your word is alive and powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, and it rightly divides bone from marrow. So, Father, I thank you that your word goes out. It does not return void. It does what it produ- what it's supposed to produce every single time. So bless those who are hearing this in Jesus' name. Amen. So protection, protection, protection. Good morning, Lisa. How many of you have asked God for the, for his protection at some point in their life? Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. How many of you at some point here? No, oh, I'm getting anger faces. That's gotta be because Pastor Sean is on. I haven't even seen if he is on, but I will bet you that that is coming from Pastor Sean. Um <laughs> So if you've asked God, yep, all right, I thought so. There's a smiley faces. Anyways, I love you, Pastor Sean. Um, If you've ever asked God for his protection, I would be willing to bet that he came through for you, that you were protected, that you were blessed in it. And I know I've been there many times. I've been not in too many really dangerous situations. It's not like I don't have a a drug... um, problem or alcohol problem or something that might have caused me to be in some situations that could be a little nefarious, could be a little dangerous. Um, I was never dealing any of those illegal substances, so I never was held at gunpoint. You know, give me your money. Maybe I've watched too many Breaking Bad episodes or anything like that, but I've been protected. God has really taken care of me. It's been an amazing journey in my life where there, there's been very few times that I've ever actually even been scared or needed to call on him for protection. But that's okay because the word of God is full of those examples. And so Pastor Sean says, he is always faithful. He gave me two guns that I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure they're more than these things, right? Are their names Smith and Wesson by any chance? <laughs> so when I think of, when I think about the Lord, all right, I'm going to stop. I don't do it justice, but that is a great song. Um, when I think about protection, I always think of this story. And obviously, yesterday when I was, when I was listening to Brandon Hagen's sharing, I figured that um, he was going to use Psalm 91, which is really, in my opinion, anyone watching or watching on the rerun whenever, If you need good scripture on protection from the Lord, read and memorize Psalm chapter 91. It's amazing. Good morning, Jake. Good to see you, brother. Um, 
I definitely would recommend, you know, it was so awesome, Jake, that you brought your kids to church on Sunday. I was so blessed by Tyler and Anthony being there with us, and I hope they had a good time. Um, it's always scary for kids' first time at church, but I'm glad they came. Um, I, I, really, I really think that the story of Joseph just so greatly entails how God not only protects, but he blesses and prospers you wherever you go. And that's what I want to hammer on today. So if you're looking for scripture references, it's going to be anywhere between Genesis chapter 37 all the way to chapter 50. And I would like to take a second, if you're watching and you are available to do this, please hit the share button and, um, you know, whatever you want to describe the video as, but get it out there. That way um, more people can join with us and more people get touched by God's word this morning. So... Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Jake. That's fantastic. Hallelujah. So Joseph was a dreamer. And in chapter 37, you'll see where he dreamed. He interpreted his dreams, you know, and everything like that. And God gave him that gift, but his brothers got jealous. I've been there. I've been jealous of my brother Jeremiah and Philip before. Um, I'm not going to lie. When my brother Philip had his first daughter, Imogen, and I didn't have children, I was like, man, that's messed up. I'm the eldest in the family. I should have the first grandchild for my parents. And I had to deal with myself. And I love him. I, he, my brother Phil is a father like I could only dream to be. He's way, he is so involved and so patient and kind with his children. It's awesome. But, you know, I, I've had to deal with jealousies in families before. Who hasn't? I mean, I'm sure you listening or right now or watching. You've, you've had this come up where something's made you jealous. They make more money. They have a nicer house. They drive a newer car. They went on this lavish vacation. Whatever it is, jealousy's come up. So these brothers of Joseph got jealous, so jealous that they plotted how to get rid of him. They throw him into a pit. He doesn't die. And they say, you know what? Let's sell him to these traders that were coming by. It just so happened that these traders, slave owners, all that, they came by, took him, sold him into slavery to a man in Egypt named Potiphar. Potiphar was a uh, high attendant in the court of um, the Pharaoh. And lo and behold, he worked for Potiphar as a slave and earned favor. Um, by doing by doing good. I mean, you can go through the story if you want. That specific part of the story is in chapter 39. And so long story short, he is, oh, good morning, Linda. Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm all the way in Western New York, and I know where most of you are. So it's great to have a worldwide audience and definitely nationwide. Um, so Potiphar has favor for Joseph and Joseph does really good for him. Everything in Potiphar's life is growing. And you would think that in that hole in the ground, that cistern that Joseph was thrown into, you would think fear would have overtaken him. You would have thought that like every horrible thought would have just been pounding at him. How could my brothers mistreat me? How could they betray me? How could they want to kill me and sell me into slavery? You would have imagined at that point that Joseph went into like, I know he didn't have the gift of praying in the Holy Ghost at that time, but whatever version of that he could have had, I'll bet he went into emergency on. And God protected him and not only protected him by putting him in the hands of these traitors instead of his murderous brothers, he also then made him thrive in Potiphar's house. And Joseph became the manager for Potiphar. Here's another thing though that happens to him. 
One day, Potiphar's wife looks over at Joseph and is like, hmm, like what I see. He got a nice toit hoiny. You know, whatever she thought to herself. Sorry, that's too far. <laughs> Tell me about another dream, Joseph. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> okay. And so anyways, she tries to contrive a way for Joseph and her to shack up. Joseph, being a man of integrity, is like, whoa, whoa, pump those brakes. I don't want to go this far. I'm having great favor with your husband, and I am really enjoying what I do. And so he says no. Now, many of you have heard Shakespeare's line of, hell hath no fury than a woman scorned. Well, Potiphar's wife now was rejected by a slave. I... That's tough. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of feel for Potiphar's wife in this scenario. I'm not at all condoning her wanting to do anything out of out of marriage and you know uh, cheating and all that stuff. No, no. I'm just saying like that had to be hard. I mean, I'm sure she was beautiful and you know dressed to the nines and everything. And then Joseph is like, no, no, thanks. I'm I'm good. I'm 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 fine. So she gets mad, jealous to the point that she rips off his cloak. And then when her husband comes home, she screams out, rape, rape, oh, he attacked me, took advantage of me here, I have proof, here's his coat. And so Potiphar freaks, as any husband would have done, and Joseph is sent to prison. So now Joseph, you could imagine being in that dungeon, in a prison, like we're not talking, you know, three square meals a day, exercise time, TV, college education, I wouldn't be surprised if in our prison system, inmates don't even have like a retirement building. Like they, they put in a certain amount on year one and by year 30 when they're released, it's like, hey, look at this compound interest. You've got a $40,000 retirement waiting for you from prison. Thanks for staying. And so he obviously is in the dumps, in a prison that is horrible, rats everywhere, just disgusting you just imagine how bad prison would have been 3,000 plus years ago. But Joseph doesn't back down. He obviously does fine and trusts the Lord for his protection because it said that he actually brought favor to the jailer, that he, he was well known among the inmates. He, he literally carried a good reputation. So the jailer gave him favor. Well, what ends up happening then is there's two men down there in prison and they have dreams. One of them is the cupbearer, and the other one is the baker for the Pharaoh. And as Joseph interprets the dreams of these two men, they come true. And Joseph tells him, now listen, remember me when you're freed. Get Like, hey, hook a brother up down here. I just interpreted your dreams. Help me out. Well, they both forget about him. Actually, one of them is killed um, because that was the dream that Joseph interpreted form. It's like, yeah, um, the baker offended the royal master in chapter 40. You can look at this in Genesis 40, where it talks about this, and he's killed. But the um, wine taster, or I forgot what his name is, um, the cupbearer. The cupbearer for Pharaoh's down there, and when he gets reestablished in his place and works for Pharaoh, he forgets about him until Pharaoh, years later, has a dream. And he is so upset that no one can help interpret his dream that all of a sudden the light goes on, boom, 
on the, the cupbearer and he said, oh my goodness, I forgot to tell you, there's a dream interpreter in your prison. Get him up here. And so they do. And Joseph interprets the dreams for Pharaoh. And because he's spot on with the accuracy and it actually comes to fruition, he is not only blessed and protected by Pharaoh, he's made number two. He's made number two in the entire land of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And that, my friends, and I don't even have to go into the rest of the story, how he blesses his brothers and takes care of his family. God protected Joseph in a cistern, in slavery, in prison. Now you want to talk about protection. Great. There you got it. Go now. You can talk about Daniel in the lion's den. You can talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. There's countless stories in the Bible you can talk about. Look at this angle from this though. Not only is Joseph protected by God in those horrible conditions. He was wronged in every way. Jealousy, um, uh, a rape cover-up, um, being wrongfully accused, and then being a prison inmate. All these things happen to him. He doesn't lose his faith in God. And God protects him and then prospers him. Everywhere Joseph went, the people around him prospered. The prison, um, the guy in charge, the jailer prospered, had favor with his inmates, no problems. Potiphar prospered in everything he did. And then Pharaoh prospers. And last but not least, even Jacob and all of the brothers of Joseph prospered in the land. Because when famine came and they came begging for bread, Joseph was the one there to take them in, take care of them. He didn't hold anything over them. He played a little trick on them. Sure, who wouldn't? I mean, look, if my brothers did that to me, I'd be playing a trick on them too, just as a way to say, hey, hey, I remember, I remember, but I forgive you. And so I wanna encourage you this morning because maybe some of you are at a place where right now you've been wrongfully accused of something. You've had lies told about you. You've been slandered. You might even at your job or place of work, maybe you're even in a position where people are doing things that are completely wrong and lying and just, it's horrible. I wanna tell you and encourage you with this. Be faithful. God protects his people. He watches out for you. He literally clears the way. And even though you might be going through some form of trial right now in your life, take heart. You will produce perseverance in this time if you can stay faithful to the Lord. If you can honor him, even in the, good, in the bad times, you better believe you'll praise him in the good times. It is so easy to come to church, hands high, hallelujah, you know, everything's good, praise the Lord, wonderful when things are great. But then how come when you come into church, into God's house, and things aren't great? Oh, I don't even want to tell you about my week. Man, let's just look. God bless you. You know, you come with your head low and oh, I'm Eeyore. You know, as Pastor Sean has said before, talking about Eeyore, you've got to come in with thanksgiving in your heart and praise through every storm. And watch God not only protect you, He'll provide for you. He'll bless you. He will, he will prosper everything you do, everything you touch. Your, your boss will know 
that you're a good person because the fruit that follows. And when bad things get around and come to them and they start talking about you and you find out things that are being said, maybe it's family members of yours that are bad-mouthing you and telling your parents what's good, all this junk. And maybe it's, uh, who knows, friends that are going behind your back. I'm telling you right now, God has your back. You don't even need to defend yourself. And I'm working on this part. I always have this righteous indignation that comes up when I'm slandered or wronged or someone holds something against me. I mean, how many of you here could, by a show of emoji hands, you have someone who does not like you. They have slandered you. They don't even want your name mentioned. They, don't, they, they hate even the thought of you. I mean, look at you aren't living if there's no one like that. That doesn't mean that we hate them back, that we slander them, that we defend ourselves. We cover them in prayer. We bless them. You throw heaps of coals on their head every time you can. You want to really go above and beyond? Bless them with something financially. Send them food. Send them a fruit basket. Do whatever you want. You all have heard Pastor Rodney's story about sending a minister that everywhere this minister went, he badmouthed Pastor Rodney. Everywhere he went. So Pastor Rodney just started finding out where he was traveling to and would send $150, $200 fruit baskets to this guy. And eventually, he stopped talking about him, stopped slandering him. You never know what's going to happen when you throw coals onto somebody because that guilt takes place and they know they're in the wrong. They know they're a fruit basket, but now they're being shown in the mirror that. And so I want to encourage you that you don't, don't feel you have to defend yourself. I'm not saying that you have to be the rug of Christianity, that everyone comes by and they wipe their dirty feet on you and you just take it and just take it. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a difference between being someone's doormat and having to defend yourself against every allegation and everything that's done wrong against you. Don't worry. The Lord goes before you he stands before you, he's behind you and beside you, and he's holding your hand through everything. So not only will he protect you, he will bless you, he'll prosper you financially, in health, in favor, in relationships, and I promise you it'll happen. It's happened to me my whole life. Every time something goes wrong, there's a blessing to it, as long as you make the right decision. You can look at something, and you've heard this, this proverb, you know, you, you can look at it, and it's a lemon, but if you squeeze it, it turns to lemonade. I mean, it's literally that simple. So it's all about your perspective and how you look at what you're going through. Could, could Pharaoh have, or not Pharaoh, could Joseph have lashed out, blamed God, whatever he wanted at the first trial, second trial, third trial? You better believe it. Would Joseph have become number two in the entire nation of Egypt? had he not submitted and done as the best as he could and worked unto the Lord, not unto his boss, not unto a reputation, not unto what someone expects of you. He worked as unto the Lord and he was blessed through every season of his life. And that, my friends, is you too. So be blessed this morning. Prosper in everything you do. If you find yourself needing the Lord's protection, not only are you going to get his protection, you will get his blessing. You will get his favor in every area of your life. Just trust him. Stand on his written word. And all of a sudden, it will become your words coming out. You won't even realize you're quoting scripture. You're quoting the word of God because it'll just become second nature to you. And then whatever you decree, whatever you bind, whatever you loose, it will happen in the name of Jesus. So listen, God bless you this morning. I'm looking forward to the next 
Salt Shaker 513 devotionals coming out. Um, as Pastor um, Sean and Mallory did last week, keep an eye out. We will randomly be popping up longer teachings, um, uh, typically at night, but we'll do them through our other page, um, Salt Life. And, you know, it's, it, we'd love to have you join. If you haven't already gone to our page and liked it, please do and set the notifications, just like you have with our Salt Shaker 513 page so that you can get those notifications because we want to do longer teachings. But this platform right here is for short devotionals that anyone can listen to, get inspired for the day, get encouraged for the day, get built up on faith for the day. But we want to start pumping out more of those longer teachings that if you're like me and there's areas that still need discipleship, we're all growing, that's a place we can get that from. So Heavenly Father, bless your people prosper them wherever they go. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who's joined us in prayer and has protected us with prayer. Through their prayers, you've protected us and blessed us, Lord. Thank you for everyone who's blessed us financially, who is pouring into Salt Shaker 513 of their giving, Lord. Bless them and prosper them and protect them, Lord. I thank you for these faithful people who have joined along our, along our sides, who hold up our hands in this fight against the enemy. Bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here with me for several moments. And feel, feel free to remember to share this video, like the video, all that stuff everyone says. God bless you. See you next week. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.